0: Yeah, the whole celebration and the whole meaning for Christmas and all the stuff that people associate with it, the joy and the happiness and, you know, that's all, you know, it really should be part of everybody's everyday life. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec.
1: Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Raymond. Raymond, thank you so much for being here today.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. So give us the 5,000-foot view or a highlight of who you are and what you love (laughs) to do.
0: I am a pastor for a small motorcycle church in the Chicago area. We, uh, yeah, right?
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to cut you off right there, because what is a motorcycle church? That's hilarious and awesome.
0: So we uh, were a club that used to belong to a mega church, and when COVID closed everything down, we still wanted to get together, and being the Rebels we are, we found a place to meet, and we continued to meet. And when the church reopened, what we did was uh, we went back to see how things were going to go, and a lot of people said, you know, I kind of like the small thing. Can we go back to that? So we went back to the small thing, we have one guy with a guitar rather than a whole band and I spew for about a half an hour and then we have discussion about what we talked about. So that's kind of how everything seems to click after that when we have the discussion so that's pretty much I'm also I'm a retired. I was in the uh, operations department for a school district here. I just retired and uh, I'm now working part-time as a glazer. So I fix windows, not donuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put icing on the window.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome.
1: So. We will get into that too. And how you got into glazing is. So going back to the whole <laughs> motorbike thing, I'm, I'm picturing kind of having a I'm um, I'm Catholic by birth so I'll use weird words um not by practice um so, but I'm picturing this mass in the middle of a parking lot <laughs> so
0: we actually we actually meet at the American Legion so okay. it's a veterans hall um I'm a member there that's how we were able to get the hall so we we meet at at a bar <laughs>
1: okay i am now liking this more and more just saying (laughs) so so you meet at a bar and you cover what kind of topics and what kind of things you
0: i pretty much um like to just go through the bible i'll take a book of the bible and we'll teach right through it in context get the history um any archaeological stuff culture stuff just kind of let people know what the bible is because most people are real intimidated by the bible they pick it up i don't even know where to start what is it and so we just kind of break it down little book by book and uh like i said and then at the end we have a discussion about it
1: very cool so let's talk about christmas because you know this is where we are and this is what's going on so what do you guys talk about when you talk about christmas
0: well um interesting enough we are um, christmas is on a sunday this year um and the american legion's closed so we're having our christmas service this Sunday, and. what I'm talking about is the uh, the origins of Christi- of Christmas, um, how, you know, people, you, I don't know if you've ever heard this or not, but a lot of people, it's going around that, it's a, a pagan holiday. You know, you guys just picked up this pagan holiday and ran with it, and in some sense, that's true. Now, uh, Christmas was started out as a pagan holiday, and uh, when Constantine became emperor of Rome, he uh, legalized Christianity. Before that, it was illegal to be a Christian like it was in a lot of other countries right now. And at that time, um, there were a couple of big celebrations that went around. Um, Saturn worshiping the Saturn and then some other agricultural off the top of my head, I don't know right now. But he wanted to kind of make those Christian holidays. So he kind of took a lot of the things that we celebrate now, you know, Yule gift giving trees, all that type of stuff that all gotten got wrapped into these things. And so they basically were trying to take over those holidays. And um, so that's uh, well, that's was 2000 years ago. Now you kind of go through the whole thing and people kind of really forget about the whole Jesus thing. And I mean, I'm just walking through stores and everything like that and everything Santa and everything but Jesus. So it's like, if, have we come full circle? <laughs> have we it's went right. from the original start to, yeah, we'll do the Jesus thing because you know Constantine said we could, and now we're back to, yeah, uh, it's very offensive to a lot of people to talk about God, and so it uh, it often gets swept under the rug that part. You know, you walk through stores, listen to the radio, not a lot of uh, not a lot of talk about Jesus but a lot of cool things about the, the other spirit of Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think that the intention of aligning those two celebrations was because the meaning fit in so well. I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense that you're going to celebrate life and, uh, and the coming and uh, an ability to, to me, the whole concept of Christianity was to get out of rules and the regulations and the status quo of what has to be done and more into the feeling and loving and being with other people and uh, that aspects of it so talk to me about kind of how you see christmas and what does it mean to you
0: i have a very interesting view i i was married um my second wife, we got married December 26th and that did not end well. So I have, and, and other things with Christmas too. So my whole Christmas <laughs> spirit, I've been kind of a Scrooge <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I do a lot of digging to try and get back to, to the roots of it. And um, I, I, I have to work to get into the Christmas spirit. And f- for me, not like a lot of other people, but, you know, I saw was reading this thing about 10 things to um, get into the Holy Spirit. And it's, you know, listen to music, decorate your house, all this stuff that just drives me nuts. Uh, so for me, I have to get back to the original, why what it was meant. Then, I can, then my joy can come, and then I can start teaching all the other stuff. You know, just another side history note, um, we celebrate December 25th. And I'm sure, you know, nobody knows when Jesus' birthday was. So, um, Makes it's sense. actually, yeah, yeah, it's actually more probably because of the when the shepherds and how the shepherds were out, why they were out, and all that stuff. So it's probably more between uh June and October. So, I say it was July 21st because it's my birthday.
1: Is <laughs> because it's <laughs> your <not>? birthday?
0: <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole celebration and the whole meaning for Christmas and all this stuff that people associate with it the joy and the happiness and you know that's all you know it really should be part of everybody's everyday life can you imagine what kind of world we lived with we would live in if everybody had the Christmas spirit on Groundhog's Day (laughs) (laughs) I mean uh, it would be awesome and uh, so I when I when I do teach about those things, I like to say, you know, this is, this is what we should be like, you know, especially as followers of Jesus, we should be like this every day. We should be a light to the world, you know, and, and this, this maybe is like a renewal for us every year. Maybe we'll take this season to kind of refresh us as we go throughout the rest of the year.
1: Nice. Well, and I do see it as well, being Canadian, I see a very cold. (laughs) month before that and and when the colors starts to come out and the light starts to come out and it's like hey it, it's okay that we can kind of chill out a little bit and <laughs> pun intended, and just relax into like everything doesn't have to be stressful but then there's that waking up moment and it's like okay there is hope there is you know there's an essence of um, community. And it's not just like I said earlier about the rules and the regulations, it's about being able to kind of find out, discover who we, what our light is, if you want to put it that way and bringing that to the world. And it's, so it becomes time of reflection to slow down and kind of be one with ourselves. And then, you know, in the coming year to, to really figure out how we're going to present that and shine. Um,
0: yeah I, 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 yeah. I just say, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. And as we're talking, you know, it's like, yeah, that's really what we, we need to do. And, and as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I still got to get, still got to get my wife a present. <laughs> we not say that too loud. <laughs> 7-Eleven
1: still open. You're okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've got, all kinds of food to prepare, we're having, you know, we're having guests, we're going out, and just all the stresses that come with this too. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, I wish we could have more time to reflect like you're talking about. I think that's what we need more of, exactly what you were talking about. It's just sad that we get distracted by so much of the other busyness, you know, that takes us away, you know, uh, either from, worshiping christ or just from enjoying all of the holidays sorry my sister used to
1: have a habit of burning the turkey and we're like well that's okay it just gives us an opportunity to realize it's not really about the turkey (laughs) all again it's not about the turkey well we'll, none of us are going to die because we didn't eat this morning
0: I like your family. (laughs) I like burnt turkey
1: too. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, this one was pretty much incinerated. dust the one I'm thinking about. That was pretty funny. Uh, So, talk about what are you going to talk about on uh, during your session on Sunday?
0: Um, like I said, we're going to go back to the original intent. Yeah. uh, Do a little bit of a history on you know what where what Christmas where it came from how it got to where it is. Um, And then just want to finish up just a reflection, you know, way, way, you know, how much do you get caught up and distracted from the message of Christmas? I mean, it is Christmas, Christ, you know, and how much you get distracted from all of the other stuff, you know, how much, where's, can you, how much is it like, you know, I spend five minutes a day thinking about Jesus and nine hours a day, wrapping presents, cooking food, you know, making my list, checking it twice, you know, what, what's, what's distracting. And as you're doing that, is that also distracting you from the joy of everything that you just said, Michelle, all the, you know, Hey, I get to spend time with family. For some people, that's a good thing for some. eh. (laughs)
1: but (laughs) So when you uh, think about Jesus, what do you think about? I'm assuming it's not a person that lived once upon a time it's what do you think about it yes
0: that? no i yeah i believe jesus was a real human being yeah, did yeah, walk the but, earth
1: so you having oh, conversations I'm, with them what are you doing when you think about them
0: oh absolutely yeah yeah i believe that i have a personal relationship with with jesus um that's why he came you know another thing with the whole history um we celebrate the birth of christ Um, The early, up until the 300s, until Constantine made it legal and did all this stuff with Christmas, they never celebrated Christmas. They only celebrated Easter. I mean, the whole point of Jesus coming to earth, like the shepherds that were out gathering the lambs, you know, the, the lambs were there to be sacrificed at the temple. Jesus came to be a sacrifice for humanity. And When you think that the birth of Jesus was really just so God could become man and then sacrifice his life like they did with the lambs so that you and I could have an opportunity to have that relationship with him, one that was screwed up because of our sin. And uh, he did everything to redeem that. So I for that when I think of that, then all of the joy that we talked about, you know, that all just floods in and it's like, okay, God does really love me. I am here for a reason. I do have a purpose in life and it's an eternal purpose. I mean, I, I always say what, what quarter we're in, you know, um, Say we live up eighty years, so it's you know first quarter, second quarter, through. I'm I'm entering the fourth quarter. <laughs> Let me guess, so, you're
1: an avid football player too. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: the real one, <laughs> not this World Cup stuff. Sorry for anybody who's. <laughs> you can edit this, right? <laughs> All good. But yeah, it's uh, you know so so. How do I want to end my life? Um, I do believe in eternity. Jesus talked about it. And uh, how do I want to end my life here? Do I want to do it serving him? Or do I just want to live for myself and roll the dice at the end of my life and, you know, hope the good things outweigh the bad things? And who's the judge of that? And how do I know? I prefer to, um, to live, as, live as God intended. That's what I say. You know, when people say "Oh, you got to obey the commandments. I always say, well, I, I like to live as God intended me to live. And I believe that comes through the Bible and reading the Bible and understanding that, and, and really seeing His love.
1: I like that. So, talk to me about what the meaning of the sacrifice was, because I I hear a lot of people that I think misinterpret it because all of a sudden it takes a really dark turn. It's like that, that's not what it was meant to do. The whole point of sacrificing a sheep wasn't to kill the sheep. So, talk to me it was about meant, your interpretation.
0: It was meant to atone for sins. Um. God was kind of setting that whole system up and it wasn't just Christianity. I mean, other people had sacrifices, uh, going all the way back to, you know, in in, Bib- in the Bible, back to right after, uh, everybody split up and left. I mean, they were sacrificing babies. They were sacrificing all kinds of stuff, sacrificing women, sac- whoever they would just sacrifice everything. And it was to appease the God and, uh, so whenever the uh, Jews uh, had to sacrifice they had to sacrifice a perfect animal it had to be an unblemished animal to be sacrificed so when that's why God could only sacrifice a perfect being to atone for our sins and that was Jesus that was when that's why I, I believe in the virgin birth because I believe you know if it wasn't from God, although it was prophesied in the Bible, if it wasn't from God it wouldn't be a perfect unblemished sacrifice. So that sacrifice of Jesus was perfect. and that's why that's why Easter for me is a more important holiday than than Christmas because it was the resurrection it was when Jesus rose from the dead that that was. Okay, how many other people have done that? (laughs) You know, you go to Jesus' tomb and it's still empty. You go to other people's tombs and in in memory of, they're they're still there. Go to Israel and and Jesus' tomb is empty. Um, So the sacrifice of Christ was God doing everything. You know, we don't do anything. We can't. We're imperfect, ugly, sinful beings that really have no business being in the presence of a holy God but God loved us so much that he decided that he was going to give the opportunity and he says I'll do this follow me and that's all he asks
1: Uh, he knows
0: we're going to screw up and we do and I'm the chief of screwing up (laughs) <laughs> i but personally love
1: goodness. our imperfections and our sloppiness i think it's what allows us to be creative and, yep.
0: <laughs> and yep. all
1: sorts of fun aspects of that yep. so, and you I ride a motorcycle
0: I do. <laughs> I do actually oh well then you can come over by hot us. pink ninja <laughs> <laughs> you'd fit right in
1: <laughs> yeah nice um that, that the whole point of the sacrifice and and appeasing the gods was because clearly something was going wrong in in their lives, and going, hey, maybe the gods are ticked, so we got to appease gods, and by doing the sacrifice, they're bringing life back into whatever it is that was going on for them, whether it was dead fields or dried water or uh, bad relationships or whatever. And and I think too that being able to kind of understand this whole idea and notion of Christianity is an opportunity to be able to bring life and hope and happiness back into one's own world. Um, and and to me, to not get caught up in the in the wording of stuff, if that makes sense, it, I think a lot of people, it was ironic to me growing up that all of the Bible verses that I ever read was, hey, get out of the <laughs> the wording of it and get into the feeling of it. We're not here because you know Sunday's a Sabbath, we're still going to eat. Like people are more important than the rules. And right. growing up in a right. Catholic church in the 70s, it was all about the rules and the words. And if you had to get caught up in it, it's like, oh, it's a little hypocritical. And I'm wrong, don't you? <laughs> you're getting kind of stuck in the shit again.
0: <laughs> we, we, our, our motto at the church is, is read the book. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, when you read the book, you'll see that's not really in there. <laughs> uh, so when you read the book books. in context, a mm-hmm. lot of the things that are said are just you know, a lot of people like to take verses out of context. And I'm sure sure you've been taken out of context, you know, where you say something and somebody says, you know, this is what Michelle said. And you're like, that's not at all what I said. You know, <laughs> God's up there. I imagine half the time looking at people that are taking stuff out of the Bible going, oh, man. That's, that's not what I said. <laughs> Read the book. <laughs> and that's why I take it verse verse by verse, book by book. So we get the whole whole meaning of it nice but but yeah and i i didn't grow up in the church i um we were uh what they call them now christmas and easter christians you know we would go on christmas and easter and that was the only time i ever stepped foot in a church (laughs) (laughs) so So what
1: made you decide to go in full fledged
0: um a friend of mine took me to that church i was telling you about and um before i could drive and then we just kind of stopped going, and I had this big, huge party at my house. And um, my parents were supposed to stay overnight in the city, and they didn't. They called me and said, we're coming home. And so I had, like, 60 people. I had to get out, clean up, and everything. And uh, <laughs> I had one friend that stayed with me, and she, you know, after the done. we're done cleaning up, we're going – you know, this is in high school. <laughs> it's like, I was
1: going to say, this wasn't recently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no.
1: <laughs> hey, dad, we're your house. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, you know, is this really all because I was, you know, 70s, 80s kids, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll. That's all I needed. And, you know, and it's like, you know, at that early age it was like, there's, there's gotta be more to life than this. And, um, unfortunately I had a bunch of friends that never figured that out and they're all gone now. Um, so we started going to the church and just after listening, and that's kind of how, what they used to teach was just like I threw the Bible and it just all started to make sense. And I knew nothing about the Bible, nothing. And, um, just started picking it up and started reading it. And then after examining it, um, there's a book, by a guy named josh mcdowell called evidence that demands a verdict and he was an atheist who set out to prove that christianity was completely false there was no jesus there was no right all that stuff is a bunch of garbage he ended up through all of that becoming a follower of christ and when i started going to college i had to my my first class i took a world religions class because hey i'm going to do this my teacher was a ex-presbyterian minister who just shot me out of the water every day in class it was just humiliating but I got an A on every paper using the stuff from this evidence that demands a verdict because he knew you know a lot of that stuff was was true and couldn't be refuted so it was uh so and, and that just kind of began this long walk of ups and downs and ups and downs and you know a lot more downs you know like you said if those are the things that make us who we are you I I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for so many of the downs that I went through.
1: Nice. Love that. So in understanding those those moments and those, the downs, as you will, how do people know kind of what to what to keep and what to leave? I know um, my mother almost had a heart attack when I got a motorbike. <laughs> I'm 40, like an analyst, all oh, good. Not like I'm going racing in, like... 300 miles an hour it's like I'm I'm riding my granny bike (laughs) so um but talk to me about that like what do you what do you hope that people let go of in their lives that that aren't serving them and what to embrace
0: my hope and prayers I mean for our church for any of my friends my family That they'll begin to understand and and have an eternal perspective that, you know, the Bible says that God put eternity in our hearts, that we all kind of think that there might be something after this when we die. And I believe we get so distracted with wanting everything to go our way here and now that when we reach the fourth quarter, some of us get into overtime. You know, again, how many people have you ever heard on their deathbed say, boy, I wish I would have spent, you know, more hours working. I wish I would have, you know, done all this stuff and not been able to see my family or my friends or, you know, experience the true things in life that are really meaningful. You work 90 hours, 80, 90 hours a week, and you don't see your family and your kids grow up. They don't know you. And then you realize that, you know, I'm gonna take my last breath pretty soon. I hope there is no God because I really screwed up. (laughs) My goal is that people would say, I think it's time I still have breath to make things right with God and come to peace with God and family and everything. So my, my goal is that people won't be so distracted by the things of this world that they'll be able to set some time aside and think about eternity
1: very cool i like that so when it comes to kind of christmas as you know it what are some of the most important aspects of it to you
0: well first off is obviously uh remembering the birth of christ you know and not to be distracted from that and it's a constant distraction but after that it's you know getting getting together with family um it's kind of one of those forced times. Again, like I said, we should be doing this all year round, but we get so distracted by others. But, but Christmas is one of those times we're kind of almost forced to get together with family. Maybe it's a little too soon for Thanksgiving. I don't know, you guys don't have Thanksgiving, but we got November we and then we get Christmas. Thanksgiving,
1: we just have it earlier when there's an actual harvest. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we have snow in November, so we yeah, good October point. when we still have vegetables. <laughs> I
0: didn't know that. <laughs> I learned something new today. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 all about family. Like I said, putting aside all the rush, rush, rush things and having meaningful conversations, getting drawing closer to each other. You know things that. You know, when we get so caught up in in life, you just kind of bypass all that stuff. So family, hope—you know, like you had talked about earlier—you know, we we have there has to be some hope in this world. The world's kind of going to hell in a handbasket. You know, I heard somebody say we're on a slippery slope. He goes, "No, we're kind of on a bobsled right now." <laughs> <laughs> and there there has to be some hope. And I think um, it's times like this when we can get her gather around around our families and close friends and uh, just kind of reassure and encourage each other that there is hope in this world still.
1: I love that. So do you guys do virtual as well as in person or is everything that you're doing right now in person? How do you operate?
0: Um, I am, as you (laughs) found out very technically inept, so <laughs> we do have sure. some people that have a little bit more um, um, savvy than I do. Uh, we have one girl who she does a Facebook live on our uh, Facebook page. It's Route Three Sixteen is our Facebook page, and she does a, a live. And she also wants to start doing YouTube stuff, and you know,
1: I'll attack you.
0: Whatever, <laughs> if you want to hear, come if you don't don't <laughs>
1: awesome <laughs> but, so for but, our peeps that are in the Chicago area where are you
0: we are in Roselle Illinois we are um we are at the American Legion on Maple 344 Maple in Roselle and we meet at uh what we call it the gather up at eight o'clock we, it's when everybody comes together for an hour we have uh you know, just coffee, cake, talk, fellowship. We get all of our motorcycle talk and stuff out. and uh, Then at nine o'clock, we call it saddle up. And that's usually our, you know, that's when we go on a ride. I saddle up. So everybody gets on and we take off. So that's when we start our service. So saddle up is at nine o'clock. And then it goes for about two hours, you know, nine till 11. Like I said, most of it, it's it's just based on the discussion. And the discussion is where is where all the growth happens. That's where all of our the friendships go like I said we're still small we're still only about 25 people or so and um you know if everybody came we would be a who knows how many but it's like everything else yeah if everybody comes you got a big place but um but that's when all the the what church what I believe church is really about is about not sitting and listen to some schmuck talk for a half an hour it's what goes on afterwards when you start really talking and interacting and asking questions and it's not just me we have a bunch of people that you know we interact and you know it's it's very unique it's not a typical church clearly (laughs) and then then we get on bikes and ride except for now
1: (laughs) fair enough so i'm assuming they don't have to have a bike but
0: no they don't you do not have we have several people that don't have bikes um, at all but um who's most know, I, suited I do, for
1: this who who
0: do you i i them? use a lot of motorcycle references that people can get um it's for the people that um i want to i want to say screw-ups that's not a everybody's a screw-up but you know you're a biker, you know. We're special kind of
1: crazy. I like to say that we're special kind of crazy. Exactly. You you strap
0: yourself to five gallons of gas, you know, on a bike that gets to be a couple, you know, it feels like a thousand degrees and, you know, and let's go ride. (laughs) So you got to have a little bit of nuts in you. But uh, yeah, yeah, we have, we have people of all, I mean, my wife never, ever thought she'd ever get on a motorcycle, you know, and now, you know, every ride she, she wants to be on, she wants to go with. And so it's, uh, but yeah, we, and we have people that have never been on a motorcycle in their life. You know, they,
1: maybe just want to go and ride the motorbike. Exactly. (laughs) They,
0: (laughs) They have no intention, don't want to, but they enjoy, uh, you know, what we do, how the, how the service works.
1: I love it. So I get to ask you at this point, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur?
0: Um, well, when I was ten years old, um, my dad—I uh, was actually in Saskatchewan fishing. I came home from a fishing trip in Saskatchewan. My dad said, "You want a job?" I'm ten. <laughs> like, Doing what? He goes sweeping floors. I said okay, and um, he goes, "All right." So he calls his buddy. He goes, "And I'm ten years old." He gets me dressed up in my, my Christmas outfit. <laughs> and uh, so I go in there, I fill out an application. I go through the whole interview process. My dad just thought that he was, you know, teaching me a lesson, you know, on how to, what life's gonna be like. I get the job, I start working, I love it. Uh, continue, I was at the glass company. So I learned how to cut glass, fix windows, do storm windows, all this stuff. And uh, comes time for college. And my dad says, well, where are you gonna go to college? And I said, I'm not going to college. He goes, yeah, you are. You know, it was at well you know we're the same age it was at that time when it's like okay now everybody's got to go to college or you're pretty much a loser and I'm like <laughs> I don't want to go to college <laughs> so um he, he he thought about it for a while and he eventually said you know there's going to come a time when everybody is going to college and nobody's going to know how to use a screwdriver and you'll be able to charge whatever you want and that time is pretty much now <laughs> right. um So uh, I did that for a while I was going to buy my boss's company and then his son decided he didn't want to be an actuary, whatever that is. And so he went into the business and um, I kind of had all my eggs in that basket. So I applied at a school district. Remember, my goal in high school was to get out of high school. Um, (laughs) God put me in a high school for 25 years, he has a sense of humor for those of you that don't think he does. (laughs) And during that time, um, some of my ups and downs. I I went through two marriages, um, and had my rough times. And then um, it was at that time that I got my motorcycle. My dad was in the insurance business, so there was no motorcycles when I was there. My first wife said she'd rather be a divorcee than a widow. my second wife sent me into oblivion. So between the second wife and the third wife. There was nobody to tell me no. So <laughs> I went out and I got my motorcycle and that's when I, you know, found this group of people, um, started riding with them and started to get my, my life back together. My relationship with God got stronger and stronger. Um, there was an opening for a leadership position there. So I, um, was able to, uh, fortunately get that position. Um, when our church went through a lot of problems that closed down and I somehow, I don't even know how it happened that I became a pastor. It's, I mean, I went to college for three, some three, three classes. I have three Bible classes under my belt. And My favorite one was hermeneutics, which is just a big word for biblical interpretation. So I love that class. So that's what really helps me with all of this, but most of it's just digging in on my own and, you know, getting stuff from other people. And so our, business. I mean, hopefully one day we'll, we'll make enough, have enough where I can do this full-time and not do the glass business. Cause while my dad said there will come a time when you will be able to charge whatever you want. He forgot to say, you need to stay in shape too. So that when that time comes, you know, you're able to climb a ladder, do all those fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, the, the body's getting a little fourth quarter ish. <laughs>
1: Fair enough, and I can appreciate that. So, when it comes to the glazing, what actually are you doing?
0: Well, I was the manager at the company before I left. So, when they heard I retired from my job, they said, "Hey, you want to come back? You can do whatever. We could use you in the office. We could use you in the shop. We could use you on the road." And you know, after doing some stuff in the office, you know, I'd rather be on the road. So. Somebody throws a brick through a window, we go fix it. Somebody drives a car through a storefront, we do the whole storefront. Uh, mirrors, uh, every, pretty much everything except for auto glass. I don't do any auto glass. But yeah, awesome. yeah. New windows, fun. repair windows. So uh, I've been doing it my whole life. So it's kind of second nature. It was an, an easy job to step into.
1: <laughs> so I know our listeners are going to want more from you. Is there any way that they can start the journey other than just showing up at 8 a.m. Or I assume it's (laughs) a.m.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is tough, too, for us bikers. (laughs) Um, Like I said, we have a Facebook page. It's uh, Route 316. And um, right now, so we're still in the process of trying to figure out how to do this YouTube stuff. I have a very good friend of mine that's working, you know, with another guy on our website, a mutual friend. (laughs) And uh, so we're trying to get all that together. We've only been around for a year and it was kind of, you know, is this going to work or isn't it going to work? And uh, it, it seems that God is using it for, for good things. So
1: I love that. We will of course have all of your links in the show notes, peeps, you know, where to find those. And you can always go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and look for Raymond or Christmas or Route 316, find out the real story behind that name. And, um, and all the fun stuff that goes with it. Awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very fun.
1: Yeah. It has been awesome. Thank you. Well,
0: thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right. so, Have a Merry Christmas.
1: Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say any last words for our peeps?
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I really hope and pray that everybody watching today will really take some time, just sit down 15 minutes, turn all the garbage off, turn your TV off, turn your phone off, and just really just sit and think about, about life, you know, where you are. I mean, we ride bikes. We don't know if we get on a bike, if somebody's going to be texting and not see us. And then we're standing at the pearly gates. Um, we don't know when our, when our time is up, we don't have an expiration date. Um, and so often the word is just worry about yourself, live for yourself, get all the gusto you can for yourself. Cause it's all about you. And, you know, it's really not, you know, I always, I always talk, you know, do you know what your great, 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 grandfather did for a living? No. And your great, 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 great grandkids aren't going to know what you did for a living. But look into, look into God, look into the promises of the Bible where it says that we will have an eternal life. Especially now, Jesus came into the world to be that sacrifice. You know, celebrate, get tight with your family. But look into look into the claims of Jesus. Cool.
1: Thank you, Raymond, for your time. I appreciate it and I know how valuable it is.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Merry okay. Christmas, everybody.
1: This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating. I like five stars personally and share with your friends.